All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is April 15th, 2021, and week 115. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and surely upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in, week out to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about the whole word of God because where we go wrong as humans, we don't get the whole truth to anything, really. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I hope you guys get something out of it thank you melvin as always we like to start with a prayer if you guys are in a place where you can uh, we encourage you to join in with us at this time gracious lord thank you for this blessed opportunity lord we thank you for how you continue to bless us continue to shower down shower down uh, your glory upon us lord we thank you for just bringing us to another week another live stream bible study uh, Lord, you didn't have to be this kind to us. We don't deserve this. You don't owe us these things. So, Lord, we say thank you, Lord. We're praying for this study tonight that uh, you would use us, that you would increase and we would decrease, that your word would go forth, Lord. We're praying that somebody would gain something. Somebody would grow in knowledge. Someone would grow in understanding. Someone would grow closer to you. Lord, we're praying that we would all grow closer to you. So, Lord, we're praying this. But we're also asking that at this time, no matter what things we're suffering with, what things we're uh, struggling with, that you would continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy. Uh, so many things are happening in the world around us. But, Lord, just continue to give us that mindset to serve you. Continue to give us the mindset to want to live a godly life. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So, Melvin already introduced the topic. We'll get into it. We're talking about the whole word of God. Uh, and one of the things that I thought about was, you know, whenever we, uh, especially on the news, uh, especially in, in the media, things are depicted in a way of which the the group of people that put the information out there they want you to basically be on their side of things they kind of uh worry things in a way to get a certain reaction they kind of put certain information uh certain details out to kind of sway uh the viewer to have a similar reaction that they did and so a lot of times they hold back some information. Uh, they hold back bits and pieces. And so what we find is that we don't always get the full story. And so, um, you know, a lot of times we'll end up seeing the actual video of something that may have transpired. And then once you see it, you're like, hold on. I thought from what they said, this happened differently. And so this is uh, something that can happen uh, when we don't get the whole story. We make a bad judgment call 
we feel a certain way, but then once the rest of the information is finally revealed, then we have a different opinion, a different viewpoint. And so this also can happen even within Christ, even within God. Uh, we'll have a certain reaction uh, based on a small portion of the information and the rest of the information, we we didn't see it. And so our judgment is kind of off. Uh, and so that's what we're going to look at tonight. So we'll start. We will start in first Timothy. Chapter six, and we'll pick it up in verse three. If any man teach otherwise mm -hmm. and consent not to wholesome words. Now, this is what Paul begins to deal with here. He said, if anyone is teaching this and not actually consenting, giving the OK to all the words, wholesome words, he said the whole word, the whole thing. He said, if anyone does this, uh huh, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Into the doctrine which is according to godliness, mm -hmm. he is proud, knowing nothing. See, a lot of times we're proud, knowing nothing, because we don't have the whole story. We don't have the whole message. We don't have all the instructions. I was telling this story not long ago. Um, I went to the dentist and they gave me some toothpaste, and I'm thinking, you know, you just use this toothpaste normally uh but when i went back to the dentist again uh the lady informed me she said oh you haven't been getting any benefit out of it because this is a special type of toothpaste you're supposed to put this on before bed and let it stay don't rinse it off and so i'm proud knowing nothing waking up brushing my teeth in the morning in a way that i'm thinking i'm doing right I'm proud knowing nothing because I didn't have the whole word. I didn't get all the instructions. I just received the instructions that, hey, you need this toothpaste. But somewhere down the line, the rest of the words were lost. And so I received no benefit from it. And we can do that same thing in God. This was a lesson for me. We can do the same thing in God when we don't receive the whole word. So Paul talking to Timothy, he said, look, if anyone they're teaching it and there's people who don't consent, they don't have the whole word of God. They have part of the word of God. And we see this a lot of times around us. There are people that hold uh, dearly to certain scriptures, but the rest of them, we let them fall by the wayside. The rest of the scripture, we don't want to discuss those because we know we're not willing to do certain scriptures. And so we'll see this happen. A lot of people will hold murder against someone. We say, oh, the Bible said thou shalt not murder. But when it comes to fornication, we don't speak on that. Because we're OK with it. We, we don't speak on, oh, the Bible said you shouldn't get drunk. There's a lot of things that as Christians, as people of God, we're not holding to all of God's words. 
we're only holding to some of them. And so we're proud knowing nothing. This is a dangerous thing. So Paul is teaching Timothy, and this is a good lesson for lesson for all of us. We need all of God's word, not some of it. And God, uh, he told this same very thing to Joshua, and we can pick that up. Uh, but he told the same thing to Joshua. But before we do that, let's keep reading this verse. But doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil sermonings, mm -hmm. perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. See, if we don't have the whole word of God, We'll be out fighting one another, fighting one another. Because we want to uphold a certain set of scriptures and they're upholding a different set of scriptures. And neither one of us are upholding all of them. Neither one of us are trying our best to do all the words of God. We just we just know where well, I'm holding to this scripture and the other person is holding to the other. But Paul was trying to teach that we should hold to all of God's word. We don't have to fight over this. We don't have to debate over this. Let's do all of it. If I'm not following this set of scriptures, I should begin following it. And if you're not following this other set, you should begin following it. Because that's what that's those are the people that God is looking for. So he said. We're proud knowing nothing because we won't consent to the whole word of God. Let's move. Let's go back to Joshua chapter one. Where God begins to deal with Joshua on this same thing. The whole word of God. So Joshua chapter one. And we'll pick it up in verse. Let's go back up to verse seven. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Now, these are the words of God to Joshua. He said, be strong and very courageous. It's going to take that to hold on to all of what God said. It doesn't take us to be very strong to hold on to some of what he said. It doesn't take us to be very strong nor courageous because the parts, the times where it gets tough, we let go. And we'll come back when things are easier. It doesn't take that much effort to do some of what God said. It's going to take something to do all, though, to hold on to the whole word. Go ahead, Mel. That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. He said, absorb, observe to do all the whole word of God. He said, you got to be strong for this, though. You have to be strong to hold on to the whole word of God. Not, not some, the whole word. Uh-huh. Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, mm -hmm. turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. He said, don't sway away. Don't turn a blind eye. 
when you begin to see some scriptures, some things that uh, condemn your actions. He said, don't turn your head to the left. We turn our head and close our eyes. And we come back to the scripture that we personally like. But if God is condemning me on something, I need to listen. So he said, don't turn from the left, the right to the left. He said, don't turn. Follow all of the word. Uh-huh. That thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. He said, we can prosper if we have the whole word. See, if I had have had the whole word, I could prosper. I could get the real benefit from the toothpaste, but I didn't. And so it's the same way with the word of God. We can prosper. God wants us to prosper. That He gives us these instructions so we can prosper. But we have to have all of his word. He said in one place with all that getting, get an understanding. If you don't have the whole word, you won't have the right understanding. You'll get a partial understanding. We miss something and we'll we'll get to that uh, here pretty soon. But let's keep reading. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. See, he's talking about the word, the, this book. This is where we find the word at. He said this should not depart from out of your mouth. It should stay with you. It should stay with you. This, this book, the word of God should stay with us. It should always be in our mouths. The word of God. But so often I've seen, we don't even want to talk about it. We don't want to discuss the word of God. There's a time limit on the word of God. I was talking to someone not long ago. And I was telling uh, the young lady, I said, you know, when... You have a conversation with someone about God. You can tell if a person loves God or not because they're willing to continue in this conversation. Anything a person loves, they'll indulge in that conversation. People's faces light up about things that they love. We can talk about it all night long. But when it comes to God, notice how the conversation gets short. People change the subject. And it was so, it was sad, but it was funny because someone else uh, walked into the, the place where we were at and they were listening to this and then they changed the subject. They said, look, I want to show you this, something completely different. And I looked at the girl that I was talking to and I, and I said, you see, that's what I mean. This word it, it doesn't stay in our mouths. We don't have time to talk about it. Now, I know there's a time and a place for everything. But what isn't the time for God? What isn't the time for it? So let's keep going, man. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. He said, I want you to <clears throat> meditate on this word. I want you to meditate. He's not talking about going in the corner saying, um, he, he's not talking about that. 
He said, no, I want you to meditate on this word. Keep this word within your heart, within your mind, thinking about it. Thinking about God's goodness, asking God to give you understanding, give you revelations on what his word is trying to get you to see. He said, I want you to meditate in this day and night. All day long. And God will reveal some things to you. This is how we receive the whole word of God. This is how we receive understanding. Enlightenment. You know, so many people are promising enlightenment. This is how we get it. This is how we get it. Meditating on the word of God. He said this book shouldn't leave your mouth. Shouldn't leave your heart. I believe it was David. He said that word have I hid in my heart. That I may not sin against thee. He wanted God's word to be in his heart. Shouldn't we be the same way? So we're talking about the whole word of God. All right. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. He said we got to do all of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. He said we have to do all of it. It's not just about some. The whole word of God. Doing the whole word of God. This is the same thing that Paul tried to get a point, get across to Timothy. All right. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. If we do this, glory to God. If we do this, if we follow all of God's word, we'll reap the benefits. You'll get every benefit. That God promised us, not just in the afterlife, we'll have success right here on earth. And we all want success. We all want things to be prosperous for us. Whatever our hands set out to do, God blesses. We all want that. He said, if you do this, then you'll receive the benefits. You'll reap the blessings. If. We follow the whole word. It's not about following some of the words, the whole word. You know, I was talking to a guy today and I said this, uh, I think it was yesterday. You know, guys, guys, especially. When we look at homosexuality, there are a lot of guys, they get real offended by it. They see a, a guy who may uh, profess to be gay, they get real upset about it. And I recognize, I see something in it that has nothing to do with, because God said they just personally don't like it. But they'll bring up script. They say, you know, that that's in the Bible. But now they don't have an issue with two women doing the same thing. So that tells me this had nothing to do with God. This has to do with your own personal liking. See, we're not holding to the whole word of God. We're just picking and choosing the things that we like and using it for our personal gain. See, that's not going to cause us to prosper. We got to hold to the whole word. If it's wrong for this person, it's wrong for the next person. 
if it's wrong for uh, these people over here, it's wrong for my family. We have to hold to the whole word of God, not pick and choose who the scriptures apply to. It should apply to us all, the whole word. So now I want to get down to something else in the book of Matthew chapter 7. Because a topic that uh, I see a lot of times, we don't get the whole story on. Matthew chapter 7. We'll look at verse 1 there. A lot of times, and we've heard this before. He said, look, the Bible said, thou shalt not judge. <laughs> I've heard people say this before. But they don't have the whole word of God. They don't have it. They don't have it. And so, by the grace of God, tonight, I want somebody out there to receive all of God's word. Not just some, not one scripture or two, but the whole picture. Let's see what he said in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 1. Judge not that ye be not judged. See, somebody will say, look, God said don't judge. He said don't, don't judge. He said judge not that ye be not judged. Go ahead. For with what judgment ye judge, mm -hmm. ye shall be judged. See, somebody didn't continue to read down. That that verse 1 just stuck out to them. And they didn't continue to read down and get the whole message. And so we find a lot of people say, oh, you're not supposed to judge. But what are we actually talking about? He said in verse 2, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. So what is he saying? Go ahead, Melvin. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. He said, whatever it is that you're telling someone else, they're going to hold you to that same standard. See, people have this saying now. They say, oh, keep that same energy. However you want to put it, that's what he's telling us. He said, if you tell someone, hey, and I've seen this happen a lot of times. I've seen it happen a lot of times. People that smoke cigarettes, they'll tell you, they said, man, don't you don't start smoking no cigarettes. They see you with a pack. They said, man, you shouldn't be smoking that. And they got a cigarette in their mouth. <laughs> you don't want to listen to this person because in your mind, man, this man is being a hypocrite. How can he tell me not to do it? But he doing it. This is what he's talking about. He said, whatever you try to tell someone else, they're going to hold you to that standard. Because if you don't do it, you're being a hypocrite. This is what he's trying to tell us. So he said, with the whatever judgment you judge with, somebody's going to hold you to it. Somebody's going to hold you to it. If I walk around telling people, hey, man, eating meat is so unhealthy for you, you shouldn't do it. I'm telling you guys, if you want to live a long life, don't eat meat. Be a vegan. But if somebody sees me eating meat, they say, man, that guy, man, he full of it. He, he's still doing the same. He, he trying to tell me how to eat, but he doing it. We've heard these things before. Said, man, they doing the same thing they trying to tell me not to do. 
and we get upset. <laughs> we'll get upset because somebody tried to tell us something of which they're doing the same thing. So he said, read that verse again for me, man. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. Mm -hmm. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. See, he said, with whatever judgment ye judge. He said, you're going to be judged by the same judgment. See, he already cleared up the fact that we're going to do a lot of judgment. We see judgment calls every day. I seen it today. Uh, at one of the intersections in town, uh, there is a light. Uh, that allows traffic to cross over oncoming traffic. Take a left turn and cross over against the oncoming traffic. And if you do it too late, you can almost get hit. And I've seen it happen today. I'm sure this car had to slow down because this driver who crossed over the traffic, he made a bad judgment call. And he figured even though the light was yellow for a few seconds, he could still make it through. It was a bad judgment call because he could have. Somebody could have lost their life. We make judgment calls every day of our lives. Every day we make a judgment. If I, if I want to get my windows tinted and I see a friend with a bad tent job, Say, man, who did this to your car? Tent peeling everywhere. Who did this? They say, oh, yeah, it's the shop up there on Jackson Avenue. My judgment is going to tell me, don't you take your car to that place. You can take your car to any other place. Even if it's more expensive, I'm taking my car to another place. I'm not going to that place that messed this man's tent up. His tent hadn't even been on here. For six months, and it's already peeling. See, we're going to use judgment every day of our lives. If I go into the grocery store, and I've used this example so many times, somebody said, man, I already know what he's going to say. <laughs> if I go into the grocery store, and I say, you know what? I want me a nice steak today. And I go, and I ask the person working, I said, sir, uh, can you give me, can you go in the back and give me uh, a ribeye steak? And he brings me back some roast beef. I said, man, man, I asked for a steak. What is this? What, sir, I had one a steak. Could you give me a steak? He said, man, don't you judge me. Man, I've been here all night. Don't judge me. See, we have to use our judgment every day of our life. God knows this. But if you ask for a certain thing, you expect to get that certain thing in return for your money. And God, he's asking for a certain thing from us. He's expecting to get it back. And so we get upset with one another. When a person calls us out for not giving that certain thing that God asked us for, we get upset about it. See, if God told me, look, carry yourself in a respectful manner. He said, don't degrade one another. He said, lift one another up. But 
if all people see me doing is tearing someone down and Melvin comes to me and said, man, Tony, you sure were, man, you were on so-and-so the other day. I say, look, don't you judge me, man. I'm about to get on you now. See, I got defensive because I didn't want to hear what he had to say. He was right, but I didn't want to hear it. And so we see that happen a lot of times. People get real defensive because they're in the wrong a lot of times. And I did this before. But it takes God to humble us, to help us, to grow, to mature in Christ. So let's get back to what we, where we were. So he said, with whatever measure you meet, that's what people are going to hold you to. All right. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? Now he's getting down to the real problem here. He said, why is it that we're looking so much at the problem within the next person? Uh-huh. But consider it's not the beam that is in thine own eye. When we hadn't got ourselves straight. It's not. He's not saying you shouldn't approach your friend. He's not saying we shouldn't approach our brother or sister about the about their issues. He's saying, why won't you get your own thing right first? See, somebody missed that. They just read verse one and said, God said, don't judge. But we need somebody to help us a lot of times. See, you know. In school, when we turn in a test and the teacher gives us back our grades and you make a 50 out of 100, I haven't seen someone write on the paper, don't judge me. Don't don't judge me. So don't be don't talk about how I got these answers wrong. That's her job. That's his job to tell you what you did wrong. So even in the body of Christ, somebody has to tell us when we're wrong. Somebody needs to, because a lot of times we don't feel like we did wrong. A lot of times we'll do people wrong, talk to people any kind of way. And we don't feel that we're wrong. So let's keep reading down here. Well, how would thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the moat out of thine eye? He said, how can you say to your brother, let me help you get this right. Let me help you straighten up. Let me fix you. Mm -hmm. And behold, a beam is in thine own eye. But you got even more problems yourself. He said, you got problems that you're not even working on fixing. But we're trying to fix everybody else. We've seen this happen before. Go ahead. Thou hypocrite. Jesus says, we're being a hypocrite. This is what he wants us to do. Uh-huh. First cast out the beam out of thine own eye. He said, this is what I want you to do first. He's told us to do things decent and in order. This is the order that we have to do it. First, fix our problem within ourselves. Whatever problem we have, we need to fix that. And then what? 
and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the moat out of thy brother's eye. He said, then go to your brother and help them. Because they got a problem. Sure, they have a problem. So he's not saying don't confront them and tell them, hey, you know, I didn't like how you how you did this the other day. He's not saying you can't do that. He's saying, first, I want you to get right. And then I want you to look at them. There's an order that God is looking for. So a lot of times. When it comes to scripture, people don't get the whole message. They get part of it. A lot of people don't get the whole message. See, we have a lot of people in the body of Christ. They got the message. Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, go and baptize. He said, I want you to baptize everyone in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We got that, but we didn't get the whole message. Because we stopped reading there. We didn't go over to the book of Acts and see how they baptize in the name of Jesus, who is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We don't see that because we didn't get the whole message. And so when we get the whole word of God, when we see how the disciples lived, Throughout the book of Acts, we'll get the whole story. But right now, we only have a part of it. God is looking for people who are willing to get the whole, the whole thing. Meditating at night and day, he said. He said, don't be a hypocrite. Don't try to point out this person did that and that person did this. He said, make sure you got you right first. It's not wrong to acknowledge that someone else has did wrong. It takes that. You know, we're going to need judgment. We're going to need judgment. Because if you don't use it, you'll be sitting on the floor. You walk into a room and you say, well, I'm not going to use my judgment to sit down in this chair. You'll sit on the floor. And miss the chair. We need judgment. There's things even in the Bible we're not sure about. We can look at things like gambling. We know we haven't seen directly in the Bible where he tells us not to do it. But I'm willing to say I don't believe we should be doing it. Because if I get off of here and head straight to the casino, somebody's going to look at that funny. Say, man, what is this man doing? <laughs> What's this guy doing? And then you find out I've lost all my money at the casino. We're saying, we'll say, man, he's using poor judgment right now. There's a lot of things we're going to need our judgment for. God tells us judge righteously. He wants us to use godly guidance, godly advice, godly counsel. It takes counseling. The Bible tells us in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. We need counseling. And I'm talking about godly counseling. Someone instructing us in the ways of God. 
God knows I need it because I'd be lost without it. So this is godly counsel right here telling us, Jesus telling us, hey, we need to get ourselves right and then approach our brother and our sister, our neighbor. But we first have to get ourselves right. See, if a person gets themselves right, see, if I've been a drug addict, if I've been on whatever drugs, it doesn't matter. If I've been on cocaine, meth, whatever, if I've did those things, my friends who were doing this with me, they're more likely to listen. If they see me pull myself out of that, and then I begin to tell them, hey, man, we, we, you don't have to live like this anymore. You know, I found it better not having to go through that, not put my body through that. I feel so much better now. You know, if you're still doing it with them, they would say, man, what you talking about? You doing it with me. People are more likely to hear you. If you have fixed yourself from those same issues, people are more likely to listen to you. Your words hold more weight when you come from a respectable position. See, even with the president, we look at the president of the United States, and I'm talking about any of them. Any person who's out leading, their voice holds so much more weight when they're a respectable person, when they carry themselves in a manner of which, you know, we deem uh, respectable, uh, for lack of a better better word, uh, upright. We say, oh, that's an honest person. They're very upright. You know, you respect more the things that they say just because of how they carry themselves. If a person, if you know this person doesn't do anything but lie, steal, scheme, manipulate, you're not willing to listen to things from them. You have a much harder time. And so it plays into our judgment. It plays into our judgment. We make decisions based on the information that we know. And what God is trying to tell us, if we get the whole story. See, somebody hasn't received the whole story because there's a lot of people condemning others and saying, oh, they're on their way to hell. But we don't have the whole story. We don't have the whole word of God. Especially in the world we live in, murder is something that's looked at. And of course, it's heinous. Of course, it's terrible. But now God will forgive a person who's did it. He will. And there's a lot of Christians who don't acknowledge that. They don't have the whole word of God. A lot of people won't acknowledge it. And say, oh, I hope so-and-so goes to hell. Sounds like we don't have the whole word of God. Why would we hope someone suffers in all of eternity? Tormenting. Why would we hope that on someone? That's not the whole word of God. That's not love. 
we should hope that people get right and change because God is in the changing business. God is not afraid of change because he's desiring for us to change. I know he changed me. I've seen him change the lives of others if we let him. But we have to get the whole word of God because some people will tell you God doesn't want you to change. We had not got the whole word of God then. He's looking for us to make a change. He said, repent. That's making a change. We have to have the whole word of God. And if you do that, he said, you'll have success. You'll have success. You'll be prosperous. There's been uh, just over the years, over um, centuries, however long uh, humanity has been in existence, we've seen so much crime go on. Uh, even in the news now, we see uh, instances happening with police officers and civilians. You know, there's a lot of things that um, we look at them and we make a judgment based on what happens. We say, oh, this this officer was wrong or oh, this this person, this this uh, suspect, they were wrong. You know, we're using our judgment to do that. But if we get the whole word of God, we can judge righteously because there are a lot of unfortunate situations happening right every day. People getting killed. And one thing that Jesus told us, uh, and I believe this is one thing that will help, especially us as uh, black people. Uh, and it will help white people. It'll help anybody because these are the words of Christ. I want to get this last thing before we get out of here. Uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 25, this is something that I was thinking about the other day. And, and we'll end on this note. You know, we're seeing so many instances where people are losing their lives uh, in traffic stops or, you know, wherever. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a traffic stop, but people are losing their lives. And, you know, we can look at whoever. We can look at the suspect. We can look at the police officer. I know uh, there's been many instances where both have been wrong. Many. There's no denying that. One thing that has been sticking out in my mind in the word of God to help us to not to lose our life. Now, sometimes people are going to do wrong. You have so many occasions where you have an innocent person and they'll get hit with a stray bullet and kill them. I mean, I'm not talking about just with a police officer. I'm just talking about it could be a gang shooting. And an innocent person having nothing to do with it, they'll get killed. These things happen. But I wanted to, I was thinking about something that would help save our lives. This is something Jesus put in here to help save us from going through some things we didn't have to. So in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, let's see what he said in verse 25. 
Agree with thine adversary, adversary quickly. He said, agree with thine adversary quickly. See, a lot of times, if we don't agree with someone who's against us quickly, we can end up losing our lives. We can end up losing our lives. We can end up getting hurt. See, if, if somebody pulls a gun on you, even if it's a police officer, if they pull a gun on you and say, look, you need to get out the car right now. We need to agree quickly because what other option do we have in that moment? He said, agree with your adversary. He didn't say this was your friend. He didn't say this was someone who loved you. But he did say, agree with your adversary quickly. Because a lot of times, if we don't agree quickly, things can go south. Things can get ugly for us. And so this was something that's been playing over in my mind. It came to my mind just thinking about all these instances where so many lives have been taken. Uh, involving guns and this even happens on the street just without police officers you have two people it can be two guys two girls a guy a girl whoever two women it doesn't matter you have people get into a dispute get into an argument and because they can't agree somebody ends up losing their life after the end of it was it worth it he said, agree with your adversary quickly. Uh-huh. Whilst thou art in the way with him, mm -hmm. lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge. Now, I'm, I'm upset this way. Unless at any time your adversary decides to kill you. It's not saying you're agreeing that they're right. He's just saying, look, you need to agree so that you can save your life. A lot of times when we get in the heat of the moment, you know, we're angry. We'll say a lot of things we don't mean. And if we're not careful, somebody will end up gone. Someone will end up dead. It's not worth it. So he said, agree with your adversary quickly. If me and a person get upset, if we're sitting here wanting to fight, I say, man, hold on. You know what? You know, look, it, it, it's over with. It, it's fine. It's whatever. You know, I may not like what happened, but it's whatever. Let's move on so that we can both live. This, this shouldn't cause both of us or at least one of us to have to die. One of us die, the other person goes, goes to jail. <coughs> This, this doesn't have to happen. And so, Jesus said, agree with them quickly. While you're in the moment. While you're in the way. While y'all are in the way of each other. He said, agree with them quickly. Or else, things will get worse and worse. And we're seeing this happen so many times. I... I I can think of even people from my high school getting into fights all the time, 
just various people couldn't agree with anybody every time somebody says something we have to fight each other we're ready to get into a boxing match with no gloves and now some of these same people are no longer here because we don't know how to agree with one another see God is about life Jesus was trying to teach us things to have peace there's a lot of things that we get into disputes about, fights, scuffles. It's not worth losing our life over. It's not worth our families having to uh, suffer, you know, with losing us. You know, going out in certain types of ways, you know, I can't really blame that on God. If I want to ride around town and, and do shootouts with people, I can't blame that on God. You know, certain things we bring upon ourselves. And so these are words of wisdom that I'm seeing here from Jesus. Learning to agree, even when you may not agree. Just learning to be wise and say, you know what? It's fine. And, and, and walk away so that we can live. Because it's God's desire for us to have life and an abundant life, that more abundantly. He wants us to live, but it's going to take us. We have to be strong. As he told Joshua, he said, be strong, be very courageous. The enemy is trying to get a lot of us. He's trying to steal our joy. He's trying to cause us to put ourselves in harm's way, put ourselves in positions that we may not come out alive. Or if we do, we come out extremely damaged. The devil's trying to take us out. But if we use the whole word of God, we can save ourselves. We can have success. We can be prosperous. So it's my hope. It's my desire that we would all use all of God's word, not some of it. Let's use all of it. It's to help us. Forget not all of his benefits. We can benefit if we use it. So at this time, I'm going to turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Uh, I thank you guys so much. Uh, anyone who tuned in, anyone who will listen, I uh, thank you guys as always. Um, so at this time, I'll turn it back over to Melvin. So we have a few comments. Uh, Sister Rose says, "Praise the Lord, praise the Lord," and um, Chris has the clapping hands emoji. Um, thank you for tuning in. Sister Betty says, "Praise the Lord." Thank you as well for tuning in. And um, Joyce says, "I needed this, my grace." By grace, we are saved. I'm having a difficult time or surely uh, we'll be praying for whatever you may be going through. But just as I'm always mentioned and as Tony mentioned in the prayer, always just remember that there no matter what you're going through, that there is reason to be joyful. And I'm always reminded of the apostles, how they how many things that they've gone through. And in one place, it said they rejoiced because they were counted worthy to suffer with the name of Jesus, because when you're telling somebody the truth or you're actually trying to live a truly God led life, 
you're going to get talked about. You're going to get made fun of. God promised all of uh, all of this with persecutions. So just for that, just to know that you, you'll you be saved, just to know that you're in good standing with God, that's what makes it worth it. That's why there is reason to be joyful, no matter what our earthly circumstance looks like, because we can always look at our earthly situation and get doubtful. I'm pretty sure we know how Peter was when he was walking on the sea and the Bible say he saw the wind start to get boisterous and then he started to sink. And then Jesus said, ye, O ye of little faith. Another place it says, those who endure to the end shall be saved. So definitely hang in there because uh, we all have tough times. We all go through something at some point. But one good thing about it is we know that God will in one way or another bring us through. In tough times, they work in patience and experience. So the next time something happens, we, we won't even have to break a sweat. We already know that God will bring us through. But um, going back to the, or kind of to the topic of the lesson of getting the whole word or the whole story on things, there's definitely been a lot of incidents or accidents, whichever one they are, um, with officers and killing civilians. And I remember some years back, I don't remember the exact situation, but a cop killed somebody and there was outrage. There were there were a lot of protests. There were a lot of everything. And then I remember some guy, I don't remember his name, but he was in the NBA and he tweeted and he said, instead of wishing all these harm on all officers, let's just pray that they turn their life around and get right with God because that's the only way that all this is going to stop. It's simple. Like David prayed, he's like David prayed. He said, create me a clean heart, renew within me a right spirit. So, and you can only imagine how people reacted to that tweet because, <laughs> you know, especially, you know, we as black people, when somebody white kills us, it's, it's always just this huge, out, outrage so a whole bunch of people said said shaking my head like somebody come get your rookie and they said no no we're not gonna do that but he was right and he got persecuted so much for that but he was right because that's the only way that all of this is going to stop let's pray for all for the victims for for um the person that did the killing for, for everyone, let's pray that they have a change of heart. Because, of course, they all say that it was an accident, but we don't know. We, we hope that they're sincere in their apologies. Like another time, we brought up many times where the lady walked into the wrong apartment and ended up killing the guy. A lot of people said that they will never forgive her. And as I've said many times, she could actually turn her life around and end up going to heaven. But the people that said they won't forgive her, we, we know that God won't forgive us because it says that if we don't forgive, God won't forgive us. Because we're not taking every scripture into account. Now, we know John 3.16. And the same people that pray the, the Lord's Prayer, we say, God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Same people are wishing that people perish for what they've done. 
Bible says it's not his will that anybody should be paired, that anybody should perish. So why are we wishing that on them when we deserve it ourselves? But when it comes to our wrongdoings, we don't want to get what we deserve. We don't want to have mercy on others, but yet we want God to have mercy on us. And it doesn't work that way. So that's all I had to say on that. Um, I, don't, I see we don't have any more comments, so I'll end it right there. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we can't say that enough, how much we appreciate you guys for tuning in week in and week out, or if you're listening on the podcast. And there's one thing, well, there's many things I like about the Word of God. But one thing is that it never changes. You know, I listen to messages from the 70s and 80s. It's the exact same wording and it's the exact same meaning. And it's, and it's going to continue to be that way until whenever God decides to come back. And it will still be that way. It doesn't change. So again, I thank you guys. And as I always like to remind you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message. We hope to see you guys there. And rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Counted all joy, counted all joy, and again, counted all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your earthly situation looks like. So by the grace of God, if he blesses and he says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend, and we'll see you guys then. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.